0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo.
1: I was taught Psalm 1, so precious and so powerful. And brothers and sisters, it's so amazing what God can say to his people in just a few words. That person... Is like a tree planted by streams of water, bearing fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. That's the promise that God is making to us, and that's what I believe God is calling us to embrace in 2018. So we're gonna read uh, this psalm. By the way, how many like this screen? It's pretty cool, isn't it? We're so excited to, to be able to communicate better than ever. And so this is so big, no one can miss it. Let's read this psalm out loud and together. And can I say this, I want to encourage you as part of the, the launch of 2018, as part of the fast. I think this would be, if you don't have it memorized, this is a fantastic uh, passage of scripture. This psalm, it's only six verses to memorize and get in your heart. Let's read it together. Ready? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Time out. We could say that better. Come on, let's say it like we mean it. Come on, we're reading the word of God. All right, we ready? All right. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Blessed be the reading of his word. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. May the Lord make us like his word in 2018. And today's message is is introductory in nature. We're going to give you the big overview of Psalm Uh, uh, chapter 1, and then over the course of the next, it will be nine weeks after, in the course of the next nine weeks, we will be using Psalm 1 as our anchor text, but then we will be talking from different places uh, uh, in the Bible. So I'm really excited. Um, And what I would like to say is just simply, what is the conclusion of Psalm 1? Okay, simply stated, the conclusion of Psalm 1 is this. When you plant your life in God, you end up with way more than you deserve. And when you live without God, you end up with way less than you imagined. When you plant your life in God, you end up with way more than you deserve. And when you live a life without God, no matter how it seems in the moment, you end up with way less than you imagined. And so I want to pray today. There was one of the lines, I I can't recall it in the spoken word today. And uh, it talks about generations living off of fruit that we bear today. You see, God wants to make us a fruitful people. A people that really bring him glory and a people that can stand strong for him. Like a tree. Anybody have a favorite tree maybe in your neighborhood or in some park? You walk by and you see it and you go, wow, that's beautiful. Well, God wants to make us like that to this world and to this city. So could we pray right now? Father, we thank you for this day, this first Sunday in 2018, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this time that we could gather together as your people, Lord, and we can open your word. Thank you, Lord, for all of the amazing provision, Lord, so that we can learn the Bible. And God, I pray that 2018 would be a year of abundance. I pray that we would learn how to live out the abundant life that you promised. And your word is teaching us here that if we will live like a tree planted by streams of water, we will experience that abundant life. Bless every family. Bless every heart and mind. Give us ears to hear, Lord. What your spirit is saying, bless us, Lord, and make us all like trees. So we thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen. Amen. So from a New Testament perspective, when you think about about like a tree, like a tree is essentially, um, like a tree is essentially The journey of the abundant life. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Christ said, but I have come that you might have life and life to the full. And this is a simple illustration and a simple picture for all of us to learn and understand. What we want to attempt to do over the next 10 weeks is to demystify the abundant life. Some people think that there's some kind of... Special sauce to a few lives that serve God and all the rest of us just have to struggle. But Psalm uh, uh, Psalm 1 is teaching us that we can all walk in the fullness of what God has for us. We can all become, every man, every woman, God is able by his spirit and his power to to, uh, uh, make us walk in the abundant life. And so we're going to start to really walk through this. And here's what my, my prayer is. My prayer is that as the days unfold, even after today, that when, um, when someone asks you, hey, how are you doing, that you would say, like a tree. And even if you don't have time to explain it, at least in your heart, you'll smile and go, I'm living like a tree. How many would say amen? <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, uh, um... When the Bible talks about this blessed man being like a tree, it's revealing that all of us should have a private life with God and a public life with God. In other words, when you observe a tree, even though you don't see the root system, you know that there is a root system. You understand that there's so much going on below ground. When the Bible says that the blessed man is like a tree, the blessed woman is like a tree, what it's saying is there's a lot going on below ground. Your private life is your relationship with God that no one sees. And there's a part of your walk with God, if you're really going to be blessed, that has to be more than corporate. That's why the person who just comes to church, and, and no matter how good the church is, no matter how good the sermons, no matter how good the worship is, if it's just church for you, then you're not really getting enough. Because there is a part of a corporate relationship, but most importantly, there's a, your relationship with God that no one sees. And that's what we're going to be learning over the next few weeks. And then not only does every Christian, should every Christian have a relationship with God that no one sees, but then we should also have a relationship with God that everyone sees. In other words, everyone should know that we belong to Jesus. On the job, at our homes, with our friends, how many know we're supposed to shine the light of Christ everywhere we go. Can I get an amen? That is the word of the Lord. And so so we we have a private life with God. Every, Every believer, if you want to be healthy and blessed, you should have a private life with God. And then you should have a public life with God. And we need to understand the importance of the difference. See, both are necessary for the abundant life. And both are indicators of the abundant life. So if your public life is if your private life is weak you just know that's where we need to be focusing on for 2018 you see because because if you're really going to walk in the fullness of God then there has to be something going on when no one sees when no one is looking that we're connecting with the Lord Now, when the God, when the Bible says, or when God says to us that we become like a fruitful tree, here's what he means: it means that he wants all of us to be privately healthy and publicly fruitful. Everyone say that with me. Privately healthy, publicly fruitful. One more time, privately healthy. Publicly fruitful. I mentioned last week that I wanted to give you a prayer target for 2018. And here it is. I want to encourage this church, everyone in this church, along with the other things that you're asking God for, just pray, God, show me, teach me, make me privately healthy and publicly fruitful. Because that is the essence of the abundant life. If you're not healthy in private, Then, no matter what's happening in your public life, you are not strong and healthy and blessed. Some people have uh, 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 um, outwardly, they have a pretty rich outward life. But when it cracks up, when a life cracks up, for example, we were talking about this last week. You think about someone like Matt Lauer, no criticism to Matt Lauer. Charlie Rose, all of these scandals that have taken place. You really got to scratch your head for a minute and say, oh, snap. How, how does a guy who has all the money in the world, how does a guy with a beautiful wife, children, probably multiple homes, right? How does he, how does he find himself in a place That he has destroyed everything. How does a woman do that? Who could have everything and yet at the same time they destroy everything. Well, when people destroy their lives and it's not because they're lacking anything. It's because of their private health. You see? It wasn't because of the factors or the forces. It was because of what was going on. Underground where no one sees. You see, if 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 we pay attention in 2018 to what's underground where no one sees, how many know we're gonna be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? And we're gonna stretch out and we're gonna bear fruit for his glory. And so what this is telling us, everyone needs to know this, all believers have a root system and all believers have a fruit system. Every single one of us. We have a root system because the Christian life is inside out. It's private to public. It's not living like the public uh, realm lives. It's like like the world lives which is all about the public realm. No, what's most important is the private realm. Our fruit system, our root system is vitally important. In fact, I was talking to someone about this. And I want to, let me just read this to you. It was right in in my notes. And I thought it was so powerful. As I was sharing this with someone, they said, if you're healthy underground, then the external elements of life can't taint, stifle, or stop you from bearing fruit. It doesn't matter if there's a harsh winter or a drought. Your root system will make you stand. You see, so the winter comes in Chicago, but healthy trees, even though for a season, they do not it's, it's nature for them not to bear, but as soon as it gets warm again, boom, the leaves come out. You see, because when you have a strong uh, uh, and healthy root system, could you guys uh, put that slide up for me? When you have a strong and, and healthy root system, then it enables you to deal with everything. Here's one of the misconceptions of life. Not of Christianity, but of life. But Christians should know better and understand this. Lots of Christians look at things that happen to them and they think, you know why this happened to me? Because you you know why I'm like this? It's because that happened to me. Or you don't understand the kind of person my boss is. Or "Or you don't know who my teacher is. But the Bible teaches the opposite. The Bible teaches if you have a strong root system, you can have a difficult boss, but you can stand and be fruitful. You can have difficult circumstances and you can stand and be fruitful. Fruitful. You see, one of the things that Psalm 1 does is it teaches us not to blame things that will never have an impact on your life. You see, blaming people will never change your life. But how many know? Getting our roots down deep in God will change all of our lives and make us <laughs> fruitful for eternity's sake. And so, so everyone here over the next uh, four or five weeks will focus on the root system. And then, uh, um, then we are going to focus on our fruit system. And when you think, when you think about a root system, which, was, which is what we are going to talk about today. We need to know that our root system is essentially what we are going to call the realm of meditation. Everyone say meditation. Okay. It's the realm of meditation. Now the Bible says his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. I know it doesn't have to be up there. Okay. Okay. His delight, leave it right there. His delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. Now, we need to pause here today. We're getting into a couple of key things as we're framing this that we really need to understand about this psalm and moving forward. The realm of meditation is the, a reflection and what takes place in our root system. And then your fruit system is the realm of service. Everyone say service. You see, bearing fruit in season whose leaf does not wither. If you're going to be a fruitful Christian, so there's a part of you that is delighting in God. And then there is a part of you that is, that is serving God and bearing fruit for God. The greatest among you will be what? The servant of all. You see, if you want to be a fruitful person, you have to become a servant. You see, the greatest among you will be the servant of all. If you want the richest life, the best life, the greatest life that you could ever live, become a servant. Be like a tree. Stretch out who you are. And bear fruit. And let people come and eat that fruit for free. You know. Let them eat the apples and the oranges and the grapes of your life. Let them come and be fed by your life. And be nourished by your life and be ministered to. Let them find shade under. The tree of your life. That's what God says. He wants to make us. He wants to use us. Men who grew up and didn't have a father, and their father didn't have a father, and their father didn't have a father. But now because they're rooted in God and they're strong in the Lord, now they're bearing fruit that their son and their son's son and the son afterwards, it's going to be totally different. They're going to be men of God bringing glory to God. What I'm talking about is a chain breaker. What I'm talking about is a generation changer. You see, if we devote ourselves to having a healthy private life in our root system and then a a fruitful public life through our fruit system, through serving, then we're going to have such a rich and such an abundant life. And listen, no devil and no anyone can stop it. Could we say amen, hallelujah? Now, we're going to focus on the root system now. And when you when you when you contemplate the root system, it's important for all of us to understand is that our root system is essentially the realm our, our root system, which is the realm of meditation, is, it's, is essentially the realm of rejection and delight. Everyone say that with me. Rejection and delight. Okay? Rejection and delight. Many people, when they think about meditation, they think about it in a Western kind of way. If CC and uh, Pastor Ryan, if you could make your way up. So we, when someone says, hey, why don't you meditate on that, the way we think about it, which is Western or modern, we have a propensity of thinking of it in the sense that, okay, I'm going to think a lot about that and see what I think. All right. Cece, why don't you come on and and just stand right here. Okay. And then Pastor Ryan, you stand right here. Okay. So uh, right, yeah, just right here. All right. So. So Pastor Ryan is married, has children, and when he wakes up in the morning, he's got all of these things on his mind, on his heart. He's got bills. Am I right? Anybody wake up with some bills on your mm-hmm. He's got bills on his heart. He's got I got to get the car fixed. He's got all of these things that weigh on him. CC is single. She's a woman. She has all of these different things that she's thinking about when she wakes up in the morning. Everyone's everyone's root system, okay, is basically the same and yet uniquely different. You see, because her life is not the same as his life. Okay, and her life will change as his life continues to change. And as those things are changing, what's most important about them is what's happening in the realm of meditation. You see, now I'm gonna I'm they're just gonna stand there. I'll give you a couple of examples in a moment. But the Bible says, Blessed is the man who walks not, who stands not, who sits not, essentially in the council of the wicked. Some people Think that the realm of meditation is just thinking about stuff. But the realm of meditation is one part rejection and one part delight. You see, the realm of meditation is not just thinking. The realm of meditation is about thinking your way into action. You see, it's about making, having, having your mind and your heart impacted in such a way that you begin to make very strategic choices that lead to blessing and fruitfulness in your life. Look at what, look at, uh, what a book about the Hebrew mindset says. You guys just stay here for a moment. Could you put this up? Look, at, look on the screen. It says, our present Western world has grown more and more passive. We have developed a TV-obsessed, entertainment-prone, and spectator-minded generation which seems to be content to watch life rather than to live it. Listen, brothers and sisters, God doesn't want you to watch life. He doesn't want you to sit on the sidelines. He wants you to be like a tree that will bear fruit. He wants you to make a mark for his glory on this earth. Some people are content with watching life. That's not God's will for your life. God's will is that you would take your place and bear fruit for his glory. Every single one of us, no matter what your past, no matter what you've been through, there's something healing, there's something powerful about rooting in God. When you root in God, he heals you and he transforms you and he changes you. But look, let me keep going. It says, by contrast, the Hebrews were largely an energetic, robust, and at times even turbulent people. For them, the truth was not so much an idea to be contemplated as an experience to be lived and a deed to be done. So here's how it works. The way it works is that Pastor Ryan will wake up in the morning and he's going to spend time with God. And as he spends time with God, see the Lord knows what he's about to face. How many believe the Lord knows what you and I are going to face later? You see, the Lord knows what he's about to face and because the Lord knows what he's about to face, when he goes in the private place where no one sees and he starts to seek God and he starts to immerse himself in God, we'll talk about that in a moment, then God begins to prepare his heart and strengthen his heart and guide his mind. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. They that are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God and daughters of God. And so God knows exactly what he's going to need and so in the morning when he seeks God, he can make a connection in the underground it, with his root system with God that when he steps out into the world, it doesn't matter what comes at him. Some You're not weak because of what's coming at you. You're weak because of what did or didn't happen in the private place. Amen. You see. But when you've spent time and you've rooted yourself, then he steps out. You see, because it doesn't just end there. When you have a relationship with God, you seek God, then you walk out the same way she seeks God and then she walks out. And then the devil might come and try to, you know, say something negative or or come at her, try to make her afraid or whatever it is. But guess what? The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we are able to stand. We can do everything to stand. And because she, in her private world, has been seeking God. Guess what she does. She rejects the word of the wicked. She says, I don't want that. I, I, I won't have that. Or, 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 I mean, she works on staff. So hopefully this won't happen, you know. But let's say she didn't work on staff. And there's a co-worker who comes along and saying something wrong. Even if she... Sometimes you got to get turbulent, sometimes no, but she has an ability to say, no, I don't want that. You know, someone said to me, listen to this. this. This is him, her, me, you. Someone said to me, sometimes the problem is that it's not that we don't spend time with God. It's that we keep the door open to the wicked. When you have two doors open, you see, the Bible describes that as being double-minded. God wants to really bless us in, in 2018. But what we have to do is shut the door to the wicked. The only way to shut the door to the wicked is to dig in in private and delight in what's righteous. The person who learns how to delight what's righteous, little by little, they will begin to get the power and the strength. I I I ran to the restroom just in this area. I ran to the restroom, ran back. I ran into um, two guys that I know, ex-cons. Right? Two guys that back in the day pre-Christ, you would not want to run into them. Hard time. Now men of God, you know, right. I ran into uh, 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 like like 10 different people, all of who have their own unique story. And yet because they planted in God and they started to develop their, their, their root system and let God make their root system healthy. And because they started to reject the counsel of the wicked. Because they stopped hanging out and standing with sinners. Because, because they, they said, I'm not going to sit in the seat of a mocker. But I'm going to delight in God's ways and God's will for this coming year. Fruit, fruit, fruit everywhere. Amen. You see, that's simple. God promises, God wants us to take him at his word in this coming year. And all we have to do is be people of action. Seek him. The action of seeking him is so vitally important. Some of us need to go home tonight and seek the Lord. That would have been a good time for an amen. Amen. Okay. Or at least in the morning. If you want your life to be different, then guess what? It has to be different. I believe it was Einstein who said... Uh, uh, a sign of craziness is that you you do the same thing over and over again and you expect a different result. If you want different results this year, then guess what we need to do. We need to seek the Lord and as we seek the Lord, as we root in Him, then we will begin to reject all kinds of things naturally. let 's put our hands together for them as they come. So the, the the realm of meditation is this, this thing that's going on all day with between us and God. It's going on all day between us and God. And we're processing life in light of what we've received from God. In light of what pleases God. In light of what we've learned from God. We're processing all day. And... The fellowship doesn't break, you see? And here's the last thing I'll say, and then we're gonna close. The realm of meditation is where we learn to establish our fellowship with God. God wants to be your friend, God wants you to have fellowship with Him. You know, and it's crazy, but a lot of people are made uncomfortable by this. But I'm here to tell you. Don't be uncomfortable with God. Learn how to get over it. Learn how to shake this thing that lies to you. You know it doesn't. It make sense. Hey, does it make sense when the Cubs win the World Series for people to go crazy? Does it make sense? No White Sox comments, okay? Of course it makes sense because you're a fan. Well, it makes sense to enter His presence and to worship Him. Let me tell you where I learned this, like, like big time impact on my life. Actually, wasn't a pastor, wasn't one of the big leaders of the church I went to, but there wasn't one of the assistants, a woman named Judy. And um, I used to clean the church at the Brooklyn Tabernacle, um, and I used I had the responsibility. Big sanctuary, I had the responsibility of sweeping the sanctuary. And uh, um, and a number of other things. so I used to notice that lots of lots of lunch hours, Judy, we would turn the lights off because to save power, we would turn the lights off during the day. no one was using the sanctuary. but what Judy would do a lot of times is um, I would see her it's lunchtime and everybody was like running out and when they're all running off to lunch, I would see Judy. Imagine you were standing out there, and you saw someone walking here, and it's totally dark in here. And I used to watch her, and it was like she was just vanishing into the dark. I used to go, "Oh snap," you know. And uh, and then one day, I got the courage up to ask her. I was like, "Judy, what are you doing in there?" And she goes, "Well, you know, I have a son, and and um, I'm busy, and sometimes I don't feel like I get enough time with the Lord, and..." And so I give my lunch hour to him, and um, and I'm like, well, what, what kind of what happens in there? You know, that's an honest question, isn't it? <laughs> and she said, well, you know, I I read my Bible, I pray, I seek Him, and um, and I said, but, I know, but what happens in there? And she said, you know, sometimes I don't feel anything. Nothing. But here's what I know about God. Whenever I don't feel anything, my spirit, like roots, is reaching out after him. Sometimes just because you don't feel God when you go to seek him, it's that he's growing your roots. Your roots are looking for more water. And we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. She said, and then other times... When I, and so sometimes I don't feel him, but I know he hears me. I know that he's the friend that sits closer than a brother. And I know that when I praise God, even when I don't feel him. When I lift my hands and worship him. This is what the Bible calls the sacrifice of praise. When I praise him, I know it pleases him. and it gives. How many want to please Jesus in 2018, amen. I know sometimes it's hard in public to learn, but you know where you learn how to worship God? Learn how to worship Him in private. Okay? When you go home tonight, when you go, lift your hands. But here's what she said to me She said, But then there are other times that as soon as I walk into that sanctuary, she said, The Lord is, I feel His presence, the Lord is waiting for me. And she said, it's so glorious and it's so wonderful. It's so amazing. And God tells me, you thought that you were coming to meet me, but I've been waiting for you. And can I tell you something? The Lord is waiting for you. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. And one of the things as your pastor that I am asking God for... One of the things I'm praying about deeply is that every single person here would experience the joy and the blessing of spending time with God and feeling his manifest presence fill that room, fill that prayer closet, fill that time alone with you. Listen, if you're doubting what I'm saying, I rebuke that devil in the name of Jesus because that is a lie. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to meet you. He wants to meet you way more than you want to meet with him. Don't receive the counsel of the wicked. No. It's a mystery to me. I can't even understand it that God would want to meet with me, but he does. He does. He does. And all we have to do, man, how does that person get so blessed? How does how to get so blessed? How did this person get so blessed? They just meet with him. We're going to teach you a couple things about your root system over the weeks to come. But the most important thing is that you get there. If you just get there, he'll show you and guide you every step of the way. Here's the last thing and then we're going to close. You see when when you enter into the realm of meditation and you reject the counsel of the wicked and then you enter in to that meditation and delight with God what starts to happen it's like you immerse yourself in God and God immerses you in himself. You see, the root system of the tree is immersed in the soil. It's down. The roots are immersed in the water. Now I was thinking about the issue of immersion and like I said I'll close with this. You know, about 3 or 4 years ago, uh, my son went to the Dominican Republic. He was in a baseball academy there for 4 months. And um uh, and I saw something come to pass that I've heard before. They say the best way to learn a new language is total immersion. So you take someone who doesn't know a language, you pick them up, and you drop them in a place where there's a foreign language and they don't have a clue. Okay, but you just put them in there. That's what we did with Tommy. It was funny because I dropped him off, and while I was leaving, they didn't even know his name, they just called him Gringo. They're like, gringo this, gringo that, gringo this, gringo that. And he's going like, what, what, what? But you know what? He came back talking fluent, talking in Spanish. I could not believe how he learned how to speak Spanish. But you know what it was? It was total immersion. You see? And this year, beginning with this month, I want to challenge you. Let's get some deeper immersion in God. How many would say that? Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on, the same way branches reach to the sun, the same way roots reach down, could we reach up to God? Hallelujah. Come on, let's put it into practice right now. Forget about who's next to you. This has nothing to do with who's next to you. It's with the fact that the king is here, the king wants to meet with us. The king wants us to surrender to him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We want you, Lord. We want you, Lord. Tell him I want you, God. Hallelujah. We're here to meet with you today.
0: God, we want to we wanna be immersed, oh God. We want our roots to go down deep in 2018, oh God. Every single one of us. Hallelujah. We are captured by you. Surrender to you. We'll never be the same. you are here. We're alive to praise you. Give our glory to you. We'll never be the same, because you are here. We are captured by you. Declare it, everyone. We are captured by you. Surrender to you. We'll never be the same, because you are here. Hallelujah. We're allowed to praise you. Give our glory to you same, cause you are here. We're captured one more time. We are captured by you. Surrender to you will never be the same cause you are here. We're allowed to praise you. Give our glory to you. We'll never be the same You are here, the King is here, the King is here, Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's join hands across the aisle. We're going to pray some very specific things. We're going to really take God at his word today. we're going to ask him to make us privately healthy and publicly fruitful. Come on, for 2018, begin to pray. Maybe you've never done this before. Start doing something different. Right now, everyone close your eyes, but open your mouth. You don't need to know the person to the left or to the right. Let's step out in faith. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we want to be, be like trees, oh God, that bear fruit. We pray today to the left. We pray to the right, oh God. Help us, oh God. Help us, Lord, to be privately healthy. Let every man in this room become privately healthy, God. Let every woman, oh Lord, all over this building, oh God. Every married couple, every single person, Lord. Make us, oh God, privately healthy, publicly fruitful, oh God. We pray, Lord, that every door to the counsel of the wicked may be closed right now, oh God. Let them be shut in the name of Jesus. Teach us to delight in you, God. Teach us to walk with you, God. Teach us to spend time with you, God. I pray, Lord, for a supernatural change of our schedule. I pray, Lord, that little by little, step by step, we would just start spending time with you. And God, we trust you to enable us to bear fruit that will last. God, in 2018, come on to the left, we declare, Lord, they will not wither. They will not wither. We won't cave in to depression. We won't cave in, oh God, to debilitating habits. Oh God, we won't cave in to worldliness. God, we won't cave in, but Lord, we will root in you and bring you glory, oh God. We're going to live differently and talk differently and walk differently for your glory. Bless your people, oh God. Bless us to be rooted in you. Let this be the beginning, Father, of the journey towards the abundant life, oh God. For every brother and every sister, we thank you for your promise, we thank you for your word, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in and through this body. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and bless him. Hallelujah. Now listen. Listen, before you go, you just remain standing and saying, before you go, and we always want you to greet someone on your way out, I want to say one quick thing to you. Part of the reason that we're also doing this series, we're really serious about this, is that you know how in the world they say it takes one to know one? Well, in the kingdom, we want to say it takes one to grow one. It takes one to grow one. And so listen, a lot of people want to share their faith. A lot of people want to, be, want to make disciples. And we're going to walk you through this journey. And as you learn how to walk in the abundant life and experience the abundant life, you're going to be able to walk the next person, your neighbor, your friend, you're going to exactly simple ways. You're going to say, hey, how do you get blessed by God? And what are you going to say? Live like a tree. It's going to be as simple as that. And so throughout this week, when you're walking out of here, you're going to get a card. We want you to follow us on a, on, a, on social media and our website. There are going to be questions for you to be meditating on and thinking about and grappling with. Lots of neat stuff will be available to you Uh, and we're doing some new things with our website. Hopefully we'll be unfolding in the next couple of weeks but keep interacting with the word of God all week and you're going to be ready to lead people to Christ and to raise them up also to be like trees. Amen. Amen. Let's praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. God bless you. Greet someone on your way out. Be sure to grab one of those cards.